This is Women Rising. I'm here with Naomi Quigley. It's super nice to have her because we did work together a long time ago, 2015, on the Powder Room. And then we were quite good mates because we used to kind of see each other every Monday and you develop like a relationship with um, with, with the, the girls. And we still, I mean, I still do. I don't see them that much, but it, it's really nice. It's a really nice program to work on. And I thought I would ask her because I don't know what she's doing now and I haven't seen her for <laughs> ages. And I think the fact that she's English and she's, um, you know, got a thriving business now in Jib, um, you know, she's definitely a woman rising. And um, I want to know all about you. So hello, Naomi. Hi, it's Great to have you. Um, I want to know, start at the beginning with your life journey. What what, what brought you to Jib? So I came out here, my parents had a boat out here um, and they had they had connections to Gibraltar from sort of the late 90s. Hmm. Um, and I arrived in 2001. And um, at the time, it was, it was very much a trial basis. I wasn't really sure. I'd had sort of some personal reasons for coming out here. I wasn't really 100% sure how that was going to work out. And I'd, I'd left, you know, I was quite comfortable in the UK, truth be told. But um, I decided to come out and uh, with two small children and very quickly realised that this is just simply an amazing place to raise children. Absolutely. It's incredible. Yeah. The safety, um, it, it wasn't long till I was on my own out here with two small children and I felt incredibly safe and I felt very accepted by the community and, and supported supported yeah so much so, so. important when you have kids. you know yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. and it's not it's not an easy it's not easy when you're in that situation and yeah. I, I really felt embraced by Gibraltar um I'd never actually visited previously although my parents had had lots of um they had been backwards and forwards to Gibraltar for a long time. I hadn't actually ever visited when they'd been here. So my first sort of view of the rock was coming down the El Higuron and seeing this um, magnificent <laughs> rock, yes, sight. It is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, magnificent sight. And then coming in and, and what a unique culture. It just, I just loved it immediately. And, um, and what I really liked and I really felt immediately at the time was if you were prepared to work hard, and you were prepared to, I suppose, just just be a good person. I think that's probably the. But if you're prepared to work hard and you had the right attitude towards other people and the right attitude towards um, life here, yeah, then in actual fact, <clears throat> things will work for you. Things will work for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And I really felt that 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 was the case mm. um, very quickly. So it wasn't long before I had then um, I'd initially got a job working. Um, for a gym that never happened that never happened I, know. I used to live in the area where the gym was going to be <laughs> yeah. and i think i remember something yeah they talk about a gym being built and then well, it never materialized it. yeah because they were bankrupt or something they, correct yeah they did they went bankrupt the the same God. week that the um honestly the, the equipment was meant to arrive they went bankrupt so that was a little bit of a disaster a little yeah. bit of a setback yeah um but actually, you know, then I, and I'm not ashamed of it, then I was very kindly offered some work and I needed work and there was nothing really in the sector that I had at the time um, <laughs> with Alistair Locke at Cafe mm -hmm. Solo. Yeah. And uh, he uh, gave me some work there. Cafe Solo had just opened and it was fantastic. I was literally the worst waitress in the world. It's amazing. <laughs> I was like that, you know, two soups, jumping over people. Um, Pouring soup and yeah. drinks on people. But then came another opportunity off of the back of that, um, mm. and that was to work at Colourworks. Okay. Um, Colourworks is printing? 
Right, so at the time, Colorworks was um, advertising marketing company, um, and it, it sort of I, I, it was high profile in a low profile way. That's the only way I can describe it back then. Yeah, um, because it had several very high profile clients, but they only worked exclusively with them. So there wasn't really the same um, high profile necessarily the local community, but it grew over time. So anyhow, I had come from uh, a background of working in the fitness industry as a consultant to people that were setting up gyms, and I used to do PT work and all the rest of it as well, personal trainer. <laughs> um, I used to do I didn't that. Know that. Yeah, I know. Well, you can't tell now. <laughs> no, at all, at all. It's another life, um, and so I used to work doing that and then when I came here of course with the gym going under there wasn't really anything there and so I just took whatever work I could which was yeah. you know with Alistair which was great um but then this other opportunity came yeah, up and you and, and you and with two kids you take the opportunities as they come absolutely and yeah. and I was given the opportunity within Colorworks to retrain which was amazing so I did um a long distance advertising and marketing uh degree level course and that was brilliant because I was learning at the same time as I was as I was um working there. and it came very naturally to me because from very young I'd worked for my father um in the family business back at home um I used to work Saturdays from the age of 12 he taught me how to do books he taught me how to you know buy from suppliers you know I understood Everything. the basic principles when you yeah. understand the basic principles of business you can very quickly um adapt it to anything, adapt mm -hmm. it to anything. Yeah. and there was <clears throat> small family businesses you you wear every hat yeah you know, you, you have, have to, to work out yeah, how to yeah, promote yeah. things and so on. Of course. So I'd had that experience from very young. Yeah. Um, then had worked for myself and then came here. And I was able to put th that skill set and then structure that into um, the world of advertising and marketing. And it's been fantastic, really. Um, so the company was already established, my husband's company. Your husband late, now? Late, yeah, my husband Because this now. is another yeah, story, because you met him where you started working for Colorworks, and At that's work. where you met Duncan. Yeah, correct, correct, yeah. correct. Um, so now you work and live with your husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, that's the thing. People say, oh, how do you manage to work with yeah, your husband? Well, but the reality is you that... You get on well. Well, we met in, in the context of work, so... Yeah. Um, that's, so it works. Yeah, it works. So Colorworks works. It works, exactly. So things, you know, changed, I suppose, as uh, time went on and the business model kind of changed slightly. The recession mm. hit mm. Um, in what, 2007. Yeah. And it required some adaptation. And so at that point, we started looking at produce, not just being advertising and marketing, but actually doing print production and signage. And um, so it moved into that sector more so. And to be honest that's a, a, a good niche to be in because um, you can, you know, there's always a need for immediate, yeah. quick, fast turnaround service in Gibraltar. So that's really where Colorworks has excelled. And um, there's loads of businesses in Gib that would need that kind of service as well. Yeah. Because you see it everywhere you go. Yeah, exactly. Shop windows, you know, bus stops everywhere. Exactly, exactly. Changing the whole time. Well, I mean, the whole world works on like, yeah, vis yeah. visuals, and, doesn't it, really? And as, and as you say, visuals and quick turnaround. Yeah. Because I live opposite a bunch of shops and 
I look out from one week to the next. I'm thinking, wait a minute, when did they put that new signage on the window? Every week it's changing. So all these shops are obviously, you know. Exactly, they do. And they rely on that. There's a lot of people here that... that That, yeah, absolutely. It's part. It's part of mm. the um, the world of business, isn't it? It's advertising, marketing, and and we do that through point of sale and so many mm. other different ways. So, really, Colorworks was a turning point in your life. Um, getting a job there and starting with this, you know, better oh, better than being a waitress. No disrespect yeah, yeah, to your yeah. to your cafe solo days, but yeah. um, in more way, in more ways than one. Yeah, that was a huge turning point. Um, and then I had another baby after oh, that. Oh, you did. So, yeah, I had another baby. And, so you've got three. Uh, three. Three mm-hmm. kids now. And the youngest one has just started uni here in Jib. She's going to be a nurse. Oh, here in Jib? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's training to be a nurse. Good. So eventually she wants to be a midwife. So that's where we go. More babies in the family. Mm. <laughs> the business then was able to adapt yeah. to the environment and the market here, which was good. And then um, I was in a position to be able to... Um, try some other things, which is when I was given the opportunity to go onto GBC. Yeah. I seized it because it yes. was a great, I had a whole year of saying yes to things. It mm. was, GBC was part of my year of yes. <laughs> so I was on the board of the Chamber of Commerce at the time. I did uh, GBC. I did the fashion show Runway for a while. I remember that. <laughs> I was there. I went. <laughs> yes, we all went, all the powder room girls to exactly, see you. Exactly. That so was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was really, a lot of fun. and that was the first kind of show like that in Jib with like a bit of London being brought to Jib. That's what I yeah. felt anyway. Yeah. Lights, camera, action. Well, a lot of people still ask for us to bring that back. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah it, I've it, been it to quite a, a lot of those runway shows in there. It, it, it really was so fun. much fun. Mm. But in the year of saying yes, when I said yes to the Chamber of Commerce and yes to Runway and yes to GBC, and obviously still working full time in, in addition to that as an account manager um, at Colorworks, um, and it was a really busy time. And then simultaneously, so towards the end, really, of that, I suppose, that period, I was given an opportunity through work to go on secondment to do what I did for my day job at Colorworks, which was really um, brand management, brand and sales management, you know, for the company and for other clients. I had an opportunity to go on secondment and work for some property developers, local property developers. Okay. Wow. Which I... Fun? Yes, because um, I I love (laughs) it. I love that industry i Are wanted to do that challenge now? yes mm. so but in a different in a in a slightly different structure as i work as a consultant mm. um now um but it it was a brilliant opportunity um and i really do that when i said before about how i think if you're prepared to work really hard and you have good motives and you apply treat other people with respect and you really think about how you're having an impact on someone else's life as well. Mm. I do think that opportunities become available to you as a yeah. result of that. They say that if you're positive and you have that outlook, that is, that's when you, you're going to get back. So Yeah. And if we think about it, just from a on that psychological level, we want to be, we're drawn to people who make us feel good. Yeah. And yeah. um, I can, I can, I always think about that with my my father. It was one thing from very small. He would say, "People," and it's a, it's a famous quote. Um, but people don't remember necessarily what you said or what you did, but they'll remember how you made them feel. 
And that is really something I have tried very hard to apply all the way through. Is how is someone going to feel? Do they feel upbeat? Do they feel mm. positive when they leave my company? Or have I made them feel bad? Because if I've made them feel bad, I've failed. Yeah. Even if I have to say something that's not nice, you can so, always sugarcoat it. <laughs> so how is your company doing now, Coming, uh, having had the background of, of the, and the change and now you've gone into this uh, the property development? Mm-hmm. So now, in terms of where I am as, as working in Gibraltar, it's like I'm company director of Colourworks. I work as the creative director and I also help out with sort of um, other administration bits and pieces with that decisions that need to be made. But it's come full circle. Mm, yeah, so that's, and it really has come full circle. And then separately from the work that I do for Colourworks, I work as a consultant to property developers as their brand um, and sales management consultant. So okay, so you, that's what I'm doing. So what is it that you do for them? For them, okay. Yeah, like, tell me a, like a typical day in your life. Okay, typical day in my life. Um, well, you know, I'm working on projects. I have worked on projects. So, for example, the brand of Midtown was a brand that I created. And then all the way through from creating all the sales and marketing material to um, managing that sales process with all of the agents that have to, you know, sell on behalf of the developer to all the way through to executing it in terms of the names of the various different apartments through to the signage, through wow. to at the what completion of it all. Fun. It's amazing to have been part job. of that. Yeah. yeah, it's an enjoyable job. So that's yeah. one project. At the moment, we're just finishing Forbes. It's another project. In Devil's Tower Road, right? Yeah, um, so that's just getting near and everyone, people are getting um, ready to take possession of their properties. And I feel very attached to that because when you sit with a blank sheet of paper and an architect and a developer and you really start to discuss, okay, how what's going on here we've got this piece of land we're going to build on it we want to build x amount of houses and then i have to effectively draw down from their brains (laughs) exactly what we're going to propose to the market in order to sell those off plan so we need to take all of that intellectual dream and we need to take all of those and put it into something that is going to sell and make money so wow. all the design, all the inspiration, yeah. sitting with the architects, talking to the developer, yeah. understanding what's motivating them, what's the product that's going to actually be delivered. Let's put that down so that we can Super sell it to people. And I love it. Welcome to the wonderful world of Colourworks in business in Gibraltar for over two decades and delivering professional design, prints and signage solutions both locally and internationally. Colourworks offers the level of quality, experience and expertise that makes all the difference. Currently hiring. If you're bilingual and have a passion for design and print, relevant industry experience and exceptional organisational skills, then Colourworks could be looking for you. Drop your resume to Colourworks Design Limited, Unit 4, Ground Floor, Portland House, Gibraltar, or you can email hello at colourworksltd.com. I and what it. qualities do you think you have to be able to do that job? That's a really good question. Thank you. Um, You're organised. Yes. I would, y- yes. You have a vision. You have to be, I think you have to have a creative mind. Yeah, for sure. You have to under the psych- understand the psychology of other people. I think I've made a little bit of a personal science of 
watching how people interact, what motivates them, what they want, mm. um, figuring out how you can appeal to that person. Appeal to, you know, if you appeal to a person, you're appealing to a demographic, you're appealing to a market, mm. understanding that. So psychology, creativity, um, being personable, I think mm. you have to be friendly, otherwise no, no one wants <laughs> to listen to what want, you have to sell. They don't want to employ you. Exactly. Um, tell me something, what annoys you? What things annoy you about your In work? What context? What about your work? About your work? Anything get, you know, stresses you out? Uh, I really enjoy dealing with the very different characters that I have and I, I like working out what makes them tick. I really enjoy that. But I think sometimes if you have a different energy to somebody else that they maybe are leave things to the last minute or maybe they're not as they don't think laterally. So they can be quite linear. So when I'm dealing with somebody who's very lineal lineal, very literal it doesn't annoy me, but um, sometimes I may get exasperated that they can't necessarily see all the side <laughs> pictures that are the potential of all of those yeah. other issues that could come up. So it's not that it's annoying me, but it's certainly an obstacle. Mm. So I would say that that's... But you try your best to yeah, steer exactly, it. Yeah, exactly. Tell me about your work-life balance. You, you said you've got three children, your husband, you work with your husband. What's that like? You, do you get on well? I guess you started your relationship at work, so... Yes, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we work less and less immediately together because obviously with me doing the, the consulting mm. separately, um, we work a bit less and less together. But I think we make a good team. We usually sort of have a bit of a good cop, bad cop <laughs> sort of approach to things. Um, I, I won't say which one's which. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you have a good relationship where you can, you know, talk, put, talk about things and... I mean, it obviously works. I mean, you've turned the business round, you're doing extremely well, you're doing other, branching out into other things. It's obviously, whatever you're doing is working, so... Yes, no, and it does. I think that uh, Duncan's very... Um, he, he really focuses on the sort of overall, maybe, financial strategy. Yeah. And I focus on the people um, and the product that, you know, that, that was probably how it works best. Um, and what happens when you get home? How's the work-life balance? I would, I would love to say that we don't talk about work because that would indicate we're really healthy people. <laughs> that's not going to happen ever. That's just that's just yeah. not the case, yeah. is it? Um, no. What we try to do, is, I mean, the children are all big now, so the youngest one is starting uni, so it's not like we have small people around. But I think I'm more conscious now of trying to not talk about work in front of people, including mm. my children, who aren't with us at work, because it's, it's a, it, it's, it can be overbearing. But the reality is, is that when, you know, I'm just with my husband, then obviously we tend to, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna to mention talk work. about work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Um, tell me something. What do you do to relax? How do you relax? I... I think my favorite thing to do is to spend time with people that I love. I don't feel fulfilled unless I have time with the people that I love. So I have family, big family here now in Gibraltar. Um, my parents came out here, as I, I mentioned, and my sister, my brother, um, all live within stone's throw. Um, and spending time with my nieces, my nephews, my children, and my family, that really gives me 
Pleasure. huge mm. satisfaction, yeah. Um, how do you build a good team? I mean, what, what are the people like that you work with at Colorworks? And how do you build a good team? What do you look for in employees? Um, well, I, th I think because it's a creative industry, you're looking for somebody who thinks creatively, um, but you also need to have somebody who can channel that into um, a commercial environment. Mm -hmm. So commercial sense, creativity, um, being able to think laterally, to weigh up scenarios and be pragmatic about the approach. The approach. So do you they, have a good? They, do you have a good team? Yeah, we've got we've got a fantastic team. How many I've, are you there? Good question. I need to add up. A few. <laughs> need to count. Yeah, yeah. We we we've fluctuated in numbers, but I think we're about ten. Wow, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Good. Um, in your Twitter feed, which I had a look at, because uh -oh. I thought, let me find some things to talk about. Okay. It says you're a ball catcher, an easy listener, and a peace seeker. That's true. So why a ball catcher? Well, as in, as people in, throw balls and I catch them. Um, but not that you're you play as part of the team. I thought metaphor. No, what do you mean? I, I, no, no, like a goalie. <laughs> like a goalie, or yeah. I could imagine you. I don't know playing hockey and standing there in yeah. the goal. No, it really. That's more. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor yeah. for being able Anybody to catch can throw something throw at, at you. me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and a peacekeeper. Yes. Well, I'm a big. I'm a big believer in in peace. Good. Being peaceful. Good. What is your ideal scenario? What, 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 what is your, your work, your work ethos a little bit, like, you know, to, to keep going? Um, I do enjoy working. I enjoy, I particularly enjoy the niche of within the property development field i really enjoy putting my skill set into that mm. and working for property developers and being able to deliver you know deliver the vision mm. two years before there's a brick in the ground you know it must be so rewarding that. for example midtown to see your yeah. logo and to see your the work that you put in up there for no, everybody it's, else it's to fantastic. enjoy yeah. it's fantastic and i'm sure so huge because, reward, not yeah. rewarding. Because I find it interesting as well. My father won it. I mean, I worked for him in, in it was a retail business that he had, but he also went on to do property developing as well. So it was something kind of in the blood that I enjoyed watching that. It is also creative. So I am drawn to things that are creative. You know, mm. you, are, you are creating buildings, you're creating homes for people to live in. And mm. what I'm trying to do is sort of sell that before, for those that, haven't got the vision and can't imagine what the building's going to look like. Yeah. I'm getting to to produce that and say, look, this is what it will look like. Can you see you want to live here? And and I and I love that. I would really like to work on a product in Gibraltar that was maybe aimed somewhere in between. We have a lot of luxury housing, which has been Mm. A lot of the, the work that I've done has been on those luxury housing developments. Mm, which is criticised because people say that they should have more affordable for their every, everyday person. Well, and I, I sympathise. Yeah. Uh, the reality is is that I would like to be able to purchase a home that I can afford in Gibraltar. You know, I've, yeah. I live in Engineer Lane and it's a small space and I would love to be able to have a bigger space. 
Um, and it's very difficult. And yeah. I do really sympathise with that. The reality is that the economy of Gibraltar is hugely dependent on what we do. And, and basically, we, we, we are a, a, an offshore jurisdiction. With that comes companies. With that comes people mm. we need to attract people mm. who want to live here for we, the lifestyle yeah, 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 yeah. and we need yeah. somewhere to put them yeah so we I have get, to I build that. and a lot of the land that's being built upon <clears throat> is privately owned mm. you know so i have noticed there's a lot of um social media activism that goes out every time a new development's announced but the reality is it's private land and it's in the interests of those developers to sell to the people that that can come into Gibraltar and buy them. Equally, I would love to see something that was sort of in between the responsibility that lies upon government to supply affordable housing and the area of private development. To have something in between yeah. where you have, in the UK, you have housing associations, for example, yeah. who will be given land by local authorities so they don't have to pay the premium for that land. Um, they can then build at a lower cost and then they can offer similar situations where it's a lower cost property for um, or a a 50 50 along those lines you can rent half and you can buy half there's all mm. sorts of other there's all sorts of schemes that work in in other areas um of yeah. the world and i would love to see that but yeah. and this is the problem of our economy is that land is precious yeah. here yeah, and yeah. scarce yeah. so who's going to does the government have the land to be able to give for free can they afford to do that probably not you know i'm not going to get into the politics of it all i like to mm. stay well away from the politics of it all mm. um but the reality is is it would give me huge pleasure to be able to work with say something like a housing association That's more scheme, affordable yeah which would be yeah. for a, a f everybody more affordable yeah. where is kind of what's going and where are you going what's the next step well, Anything exciting? Is, any exciting projects? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, two separate things. So Colorworks is doing very well in terms of it starting to work into the international market. So it does a lot of now brand implementation, which basically means the execution of the point of sale and the and the store furnishings and stuff like that uh, for big brands. So they are working um, with big brands. Um, like Apple and so on and so forth across Europe to do their brand implementation to all of that side of things. So it's expanding in that way, doing very, very well. Um, and myself personally with the consultancy, yes, big projects coming up. Really? You um, can't talk about yeah. them? Like. Uh, I can't I can't talk about um, a couple of them because obviously they've, they've still got to go through development and planning stages and so on. But um, we haven't quite finished with the midtown project, so that will be coming on Your stream. Your face is lit up, so you're obviously cooking something up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we... yeah. I am. I'm working on. I'm working on two or three um, brands for uh, property development here locally at the moment, and I'm super excited about them. Well, we, get... we look out. We look out. Yeah, we'll see, see where it. we see you if next. If it looks good, you'll know it's my work. Oh. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds a bit egotistical, oh. doesn't it? Very egotistical, but <laughs> yeah. you're probably right. Why not? You may as well just <laughs> flaunt it. If you've got it, flaunt it. Naomi, one last thing that I ask all my guests. Who do you look up to? Oh, that's a really good question. Oh, you're on fire I'm good. today. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. That's I'm good. a really yes. good question. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good question. Okay, who do I look up to? In what respect? Well, I don't know. Inspiration with, with her work and life. With in inspiration 
life, somebody that, that, that gives you inspiration, somebody that, you know, has given you advice, maybe your dad, who's, who's given you good advice, who's really set your stead for what you're doing now, maybe. I have to give credit to my parents um, yeah. because on a number of scores, A, raising me the way that they did, instilling a faith in me that they did, um, instilling the principles of that faith, which meant about, you know, treating others the way in which you should treat others. Um, the work ethic that they put into me from very young. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, they would, they would shudder at the idea of me saying that I look up to them in that respect, but I have so much to be grateful for. Um, and then, you know, I, I think I learn a little bit from everyone that I meet really, because there are people that I look at and I think, wow, they really nailing that. That's amazing. And what is it that makes them work? And I try and learn from everybody that I meet. Sometimes I learn the things that I want to emulate. And sometimes I learn the things that I make sure I never, never want to do. do. <laughs> so in that respect, I learn, all constantly learning and I'm constantly looking about. for that yeah thanks so much for being here it's been a pleasure to chat to you it's been a joy thank you <laughs> we'll see you soon you've been listening to women rising a series of talks where I've chatted to fabulous and inspirational women exclusively about their lives and their losses their struggles and their successes and their contribution to this world where they are empowering others and making a huge difference in our community thanks must go to my producer Charlie Hurst for putting this podcast together catch him at soundunit.co.uk and a huge thank you also to Beatrice Garcia who has designed and painted the podcast icon She's at BeatriceGarcia.com. Should you like to advertise your business on my podcast, please get in touch and please like and rate the show on your favorite listening platform and comment also if you can. And should you want to get in touch with me, my email is rougejib at gmail.com.